We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know what I was thinking about with you, actually? I was thinking about that, like, now that the the regular season's over, that you've been doing so much DFS stuff that it probably is, a, like, a little bit of a nice feeling for you to get to talk Dynasty on a podcast again because you've just been in, like, that DFS world. Is it nice just to sit in the passenger chair just to, like, and, and talk a little Dynasty? Because I know how much you love it. Man, you know, it's my first love. Fantasy football and, and of course, Dynasty – these are these are my first loves. Like I I I love that the season is over, but we still get to think about fantasy football year round. We still get to strategize. We still get to make some trades in our most degen leagues, which are which are still going strong even now. I'm getting trade offers, and um, so yeah, I love it year round. It's the best. Are you? Uh, how many leagues are you in right now? Dynasty I mean, leagues. Dynasty leagues. Specifically, dynasty leagues. I'm in seven leagues, and yeah. um. Amateur you know, hour. Pretty, what's that? <laughs> I'm making a joke because, you know, I said amateur hour, but that I w- I'm a little envious because I wish I was in the only seven leagues. I'm up to like 28 now. So yeah. I, I'm a little envious. I, I feel like I've warned you on this. Too many leagues. So, um, yeah. you know, the problem with Dynasty is it's so much fun to draft your Dynasty team that you get addicted to doing another one and another one. But then it comes back every year. It doesn't end. So you can't, if you draft another 28 this year, this is your profession. You're going to have to. We'll go full time, hire a team of assistants, set my starting lineup, help me out. And by the way, how does it feel to, uh, for the, you know, for those longtime listeners and maybe those new to the Rotowire fantasy football podcast, uh, the geek and I, we, we've podcasted for about four or five, uh, three to five years already. I don't remember how long it is. So it's getting the band back together a little bit. That's kind of fun, right? It's got, listen, this is the best. Uh, it's, it's a comfort. It's like, it's like an old shoe that you love. It feels good. It fits your foot just right. You know, it might not be the prettiest, might need a little shoe polish, but, uh, <laughs> that's what it feels like for me. Yeah. No, so what we're going to do is talk about dynasty, uh, trading today and all of the different like kind of players, that stem off that and then we'll have player discussions we'll weave in and out but it's all going to be based around because this is the time of year we're in february right now and this is prime trading season where you can get value sometimes the trades come fast and furious and i'm like whoa hold off a minute here because i don't want to like give away my picks my i don't want to shoot my shot too quickly here so let's start first like with your basic dynasty philosophy like when you do a startup draft let's just get people understanding how you draft and how you construct your fantasy teams. What do you think? And then when we, on this podcast, we're always talking about like super flex. We do go one QB once in a while, but when you're doing a startup this off season, what do you think is the optimal way in 2022 to construct that roster? 
Yeah, so I'm still very much, uh, especially in Superflex, of the belief that you're going to build around your quarterback position. Um, so when you're start doing a startup draft, the quarterback lasts the longest. The players that I'm least interested in early in a startup draft are running backs. I feel that you can get running backs in the draft. You want fresh young ones anyway um, on your team, and they're the one position that along the course of a season – Randoms that you get late in your draft will become valuable. So I'm still building around the quarterback position and then secondarily wide receiver. Again, similar philosophy. If you can get a couple of wide receivers, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you an example on a trade. I'll bring up a little poisonous or a little, little rough memory for you. We <laughs> did a trade, you and I, in a league that we are in together where I acquired Mike Evans for... I don't remember. It might have been Sony Michelle. No, 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 no. You're you're thinking of um, a trade, a dynasty trade we did that had Terry McLaurin and Sony Michelle in it. Yeah, that's right. Forget the that Mike one. Evans one had Baker Mayfield in it. All right. So whatever it was, I acquired a young Mike Evans in that league. That's how long. That's how far back you and I go. Yes. And consider that now it's like nine years later, eight years later, whatever it is. And here's Mike. He's still going strong. Once a wide receiver has established himself as this is an elite guy. You usually can get a six, seven, eight year window with that player of still being pretty good. So if you can build around those type of guys and then just fill in on the tight end. Also, I'm a big fill in on the tight end and big fill, fill in on the running back over the course of your dynasty. You have years to fix the running back position. You can be a winner for multiple years. Um, the, the goal in Dynasty for me, I believe that because it's a 12-year cycle, you have to be able to win three times per 12-year cycle to be very successful. And if you hit a fourth win, you're killing so, it in that. So league. basically once every four years, you think you should win a Dynasty League? You have to. You oh, have to. If God. you're going to be doing it profitably, you've got to be winning in that ratio. Yeah. So you said something interesting about Mike Evans specifically. So I did a video or I, I had I, on one of the podcasts, I identified Mike Evans, who's going to be, I think like 29 or 30 years old. And he as a buy because these undervalued veterans that are all timers. I mean, Mike Evans is an all timer fantasy football hall of famer, right? I mean, he should be in the real hall of fame, but he's an all timer. Like he gets you a thousand yards. He gets you your eight touchdowns. It's he's a set it and forget it. But meanwhile, he's treated like he's getting that old guy treatment. And in the couple of the startups I've done already, he falls to like the seventh, the eighth round. But when the redraft rankings come out, he'll be, you know, the ultimate third round pick if you go wide receiver in that round. So I think you hit on something there is that the running. So you're constructing your new rosters around the quarterback position. But of course, in the top five where the elite quarterbacks lay. But what are you doing, you know, with the Trevor Lawrence? That was the first guy I wanted to talk to you about. Trevor Lawrence. Are you willing to give him the pass this year? Is he somebody that you're still going to be interested in and in trading for in Dynasty if he's coming at a discount? I mean, give me your Trevor Lawrence take. What happened this year? Because he was an all-time prospect. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is like a stock that you bought and went down, and now you got to hold it because mm -hmm. you can't sell. I can't accept the loss. I can't. I, I, I don't want to buy it more. I'm not doubling down. No. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. You know what? I'm sorry, but he didn't look that good. And all-time prospect, all of that. I do think he'll be fine, but he also didn't look like some fantasy points-producing machine. So even if uh, Trevor Lawrence, the style that he played, 
even if he does come back and even if the Jaguars write the ship and they they figure it out, which doesn't seem super likely, but let's say they did. He still wasn't running the football. So I don't see any reason to press for a, a player like Trevor Lawrence. As a matter of fact, he's the opposite of somebody you want to be drafting early, in my opinion. He's not. It, it, I think he's still going too high. I think he's still he's possibly, QB, QB seven right now. And uh, absolutely absurd. I wouldn't touch him there. I think it's crazy. I would rather wait at that point. You have your elite tier and I, I'm skipping on Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking the Justin Fields, Trey Lance style quarterbacks ahead of him. Okay. So I have a question for you here. This is, this is going to be, and you're right in line with what the early market is doing with Lance and, and maybe because we just haven't seen Lance, we can't, you know, throw we can't throw mud on him yet. But Justin Fields didn't do much to show that he belongs in the top ten yet. Most sharp rankings have them there. So, I mean, let's think about this logically for a minute. Quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford have a long resume of of high end production. Russell Wilson, yet these guys, because of their age, are going, you know, five, four or five quarterbacks later. Is it, I mean, you ran into this problem in a couple of your leagues where you went, you did the Fields and Lance thing on the one two turn, mm-hmm. and your season kind of got, you know, stalled out a little bit because you have all these great players, but now you're stuck without quarterbacks. So, should we really be putting these unproven year one and year two guys in our top seven, top eight rankings, or should we just wait for those veterans we just talked about? I think you to put them high because, in the end of the day, you have to consider what. Draft. I, I always can when you're looking when you're doing a startup draft or any draft, but especially dynasty your startup draft. I want you to compare it to what rookie pick you would spend to take this player. So if we had if Trey Lance was in the the NFL rookie draft this year, he is 1.01. Right, he's the first pick. I don't care. He's got no reputation. Or even after the year of sitting on the bench, he's 1.01. So then you say, all right. So what? I actually have data for you on this. One the uh, 1.01 in Superflex rookie is equivalent to about pick 20 in startup drafts. All right. So on average, obviously it's different for every situation. So this would be I I believe different in the sense that if it's an elite QB1 as 1.01, I actually think you would elevate to yeah, to about pick 11. Yeah, there you go. So then you start to say, well, I'm getting Trey Lance right around pick 11. Like it's not it, it's equal value. The value's right there. That's where you're getting him. You're getting 11, 12, 13 on, in your first round. You'll get the three or four running backs will go, a, a wide receiver or two, and a bunch of quarterbacks, and then you're looking at Lance. or So the, the value is equal. If he was there, those kind of players that can run, that have that upside, and, and that's what we think Fields might have, right? We think Fields might – we don't think he's going to be necessarily the best arm thrower slash pocket quarterback presence we've seen – but he's a willing runner. He runs around and he can produce fantasy points using that style. Same thing with Trey Lance. If, he, if he's successful, he'll be a top six quarterback in NFL. So you're reaching for something special. I can, but, I can understand a philosophy of saying, you know, let me wait a minute. Let me grab, you know, a, a little less sexy player, maybe a, um, a Russell Wilson or, or my favorite this year. And I think if you're doing a startup, I'll, I'll mention this. Uh, I will take the shot on Deshaun Watson over almost all of these guys because of the fact that Deshaun is dropping a little bit. Like Deshaun Watson's ADP might be behind Trevor Lawrence. It, and well, he's QB, ab- 
He's one spot behind right now. He's QB eight in dynasty startup, but I've seen him, you know, those two basically flip flop. So when you're on the clock in the first round there, I mean, Deshaun Watson is now firmly, uh, sorry, in the, in the early second round, he's going in the early second round. When you and I were doing startups last year, he was going to the third, you know, for obvious reasons. I think the market, the dynasty startup market is assuming he's coming back. He'll get a fresh start. And we've already seen that proven production. So, it's interesting that unproven, I guess I dynasty players fall in love with upside almost to a fault, you know, self-included. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because because Trey Lance is going in the first round. He's going on his I think his ADP is like 12 overall right now. So it's on the one two turn. Yet Mac Jones, who's actually proved it in the NFL, is going two rounds later, three rounds later in startup drafts. No, uh, because Mac Jones has proven that he's not going to be a this quarterback helped you win your league guy. That's what he's proven to me. So we're reaching for upside because of the difference between a stud, a real stud quarterback, a 30 points a game. Um, well, you're Pat projecting Mahomes, that. Josh Allen, um, you know, hopefully vintage Lamar Jackson, vintage Kyler Murray type player. That's what you're looking for because those guys help you win your league. Mac Jones just fills in your QB2 spot. He's yeoman-like. He's there every day. He, he puts on his pants one leg at a time. He brings his lunch pail to work. He goes in. He shows up early. He goes home late. That's Mac Jones. He is your yeoman-like QB2. Happy to plug him in. He's nice. His team wants to run the football. He's going to get you 12 once in a while. But every once in a while, team's going to throw a little bit. He'll get you up over. He'll hit over 20 a couple times a season. That's not a guy who's helping you win your league. You're not winning dynasty championships so you might as well reach for the upside you're not winning championships with mac jones yeah what's interesting though is that in superflex you do need guys like that you need those kirk cousins you need those Derek Carr. you really need to step to stabilize that qb2 position that's why i think that players like mac jones are make for good trade targets because they're not valued where they probably should be in the Trey Lance, Justin Fields tier, which is, you know, you're having to spend a top 15, 18 pick on them might be overvalued. I mean, we, of course the upside is undeniable there. You have the running QB, but once again, it's like, it hasn't happened yet. How are you going to pass on Jamar chase in the first round or how are you going to pass on maybe, you know, three, four picks later, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. And I understand why they, player dynasty players do it but it's I, i'm starting i think this is the year that i become a little bit more of a veteran drafter proven production win now mode uh just because i mean if you think about zach wilson trey lance trevor lawrence and justin fields aren't at least two of them going to be complete busts like christian ponder level never playing the nfl as a starter after next year yeah you might get burnt on a couple of those guys and i don't know which which few um, but you might get burnt on a couple of those guys. So those are speculative plays. All rookies are, are going to be, or young players that have not proven anything. They're all speculative plays. But again, we know the limitations. The difference with the Kirk Cousins style is we already know what we're getting with him. Again, he's not going to win you your league. He's going to be, all right, I got my QB2 spot taken care of. So I need to be elite somewhere, uh, other places on my team. Not everybody, no one's going to be elite at every spot on their team. So, so, but I'd rather build with elite players at the most consistent positions. So at, at the longest lived position. So if you hit it right and you can get two studs in your startup. And, and if one of those studs is Trey Lance and if Trey Lance works out 
or again, my personal favorite, which is Deshaun Watson right now, because essentially everything you've mentioned is fixed by Deshaun Watson. Everything that you just said about you could get the older yeoman like quarterback a little later, these younger guys, the Lance, the Fields, the Lawrence, we, they're unproven. Well, you know who is proven? It, Deshaun Watson. Now, we don't know if he's going to play game one. The, the time is now to take advantage of your league mates, some of them believing that this player will never play again. Oh, so, he's going to go to jail. He's going to be arrested. Whatever. Fade okay. that, right? Fade, lean into the uncertainty a little bit. Fade that kind of stuff fade all the time. Fade that psychology. And I've got another, since we're talking Wait, about hold, be, Before we go there, I just want to tell everybody that the Rotowire Fantasy Football Dynasty podcast, which will be here every day for the rest of the, uh, the winter, the spring, all the way until July, is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is the exclusive sponsor of the Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action and user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays over-unders, round robin, and you have a digital casino. WinBet is currently available in 10 states. And while rapidly expanding at WinBet, the possibilities are endless. Register at WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit and wager, uh, and receive $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner, Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. And that's, uh, we're going to talk about what you're doing with um, the sports betting side, too. I see you're wearing your Sharp app hat. Um, I want to stay on topic here, but just while I brought up digital casinos, um, can you just tell if, if you were to describe what you guys are doing with the Sharp app, which is a um, I, I think is one of the best tools out there right now. I, I've used it. It's it was so easy. I gave it to I gave it to my mom to try to figure out, and she was able to navigate around it. That's how you know it's it's easy to do. But what would you say the uh, what's the elevator pitch? What's the twenty second pitch about why what you're doing at Sharp App is going to help sports bettors? Yeah, I mean if you're if you're even just into sports betting at all, I'll give you a great example. Yesterday we have just tools and conveniences that make it yesterday easy. being the super bowl because people yeah, may not be, listen make to it easy. i mean by the way how easy was the bet if you ju i jumped on the sharp app i checked the betting handles it's very clear showing the sharps are on uh the rams money line for example like they're all over it there sharps are on the the under sharps were on the rams plus four uh minus four as well which didn't hit but you can see which side of the bet the sharpest betters are on just by the betting handles and we've added convenience in there my favorite tool that we have on Sharp right now is the player prop tool where it brings all of the – you just type in the player's name and every prop for that player across every book pops up. I was looking – I'm going to give a perfect example. I was looking for – I wanted a, the cup to score a touchdown prop, but it was really wide. So I just – I go to our prop player prop tool. I type in Cooper Cup, and I've got every single sports book with the cup to score a touchdown prop. And the differences were really wide. It was minus 190 on FanDuel. It was minus 150 on Caesars. So – if I didn't do this, I would have had to scroll through. Yeah, no, it makes it easier. Sports books. It's very annoying to do it and look for all these props. We are we are an app built by with by sharp betters to provide tools to sharp betters. When we see a need, we just build it right into the app. So it's a free app. Definitely check it out. Sharp app. You can download it wherever you want. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we're going to talk about that at the end because I, I really I think what you've built over there has um, fantasy uh, fantasy implications, betting ind indications. So we'll get into all that. All right, we were talking about our top five trade targets, and you basically identified your first target, and that is Deshaun Watson. There's still some, you know, his the the people that drafted him in startups last year and have kind of held on to him. There, there's a psychology of they don't want to let him go for a discount. 
But is there still an opportunity here to get him at value? Whereas, you know, you know you're going to have to overpay. You, you can't even get Herbert or Mahomes or Josh this Allen. Is, so This is so- why you want to trade for Watson. You just nailed it on the head. What's value? You you can't even you can't even come up with a number where I'm going to give you Josh Allen for that guy, right? I'm not giving up my stud quarter, my top five quarterback for anything in a super flex. But you can get Deshaun Watson not as a, an elite stud, but at about the Trevor Lawrence price point, which is much more reasonable because there's a little bit of mystery around him. He hasn't played in a while. Um, you know, people are still thinking. What if, but what if he does play? I guarantee you, and this is financial advice, that Deshaun Watson will play NFL football again. And when he does, he will continue to be a very, very good um, fantasy asset on your team. So if you're patient and you're willing to take on that little bit of risk, like, oh, what if he gets a six game? He will be traded this offseason. Let me ask you this. Let me What's ask you this. from a from a trading perspective. Let's say you have let's say you have Matthew Stafford on your team. Would you give Matthew Stafford and say like a mid first round, like one oh seven for him? Um, I probably would, but I don't think you need to, and that's the beauty. Oh, interesting. Because I think you need the- to replace the quarterback if you're going to pull a quarterback off someone's team. You you need to give. You can't yeah. like just say here's Daniel Jones. You know, like yeah. you have to say like here's the quarterback that's stabilizing. I'm taking your upside away. But I'm I'm giving you back some stability. I think that's the way to get these trades done. So, what would you think that I mean, if somebody has, you know, they have their starting quarterback and they have Deshaun Watson in the Superflex League, and maybe they have some other scrub like a Matt Ryan on their bench, how do you propose you get this done? Who are some players that you think could get the the trade juices going for someone like Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, I think the aforementioned Trevor Lawrence is a great um, person to trade. Straight up, right? Straight up. If you mm-hmm. can get that done, that's. A, I mean, if if the rankings are correct and the psychology of it, I would even throw in a second with Trevor Lawrence to make it happen. I think when you're approaching somebody, and this is just a whole separate note, when I'm approaching you for a trade, I think that it's almost insulting to give you equal, exact equal value for it. Why would I trade my guy? You give a little extra, you throw in a second rounder. Um, I think even maybe a Tua and a first uh, is is a... Is Again, I put I I I I like where you first of all I love what you just said there. Don't just come with me equal value because what does that do for me? You know, like you got to give me something to incentivize me to even get the conversations going. Yeah. So when you say Tua, I, I know where you're going with it. It's a it's a conversation starter, but you know, Tua is probably in that same range of Daniel Jones where it's not like like we're not optimistic in two years from now that he's going to be the starter. Whereas you know, I'm more confident Matt Ryan's going to make more starts over the next two seasons than I am Tua. And obviously, we don't like Matt Ryan. Well, but you- well how about your 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 guy Mac Jones? And yeah. I come to you and I say, here's Mac Jones. He showed he's he looks like young Brady. I'm going to throw a first rounder in a late first. By the way, let's say you have 107. Let's just call it a mid first. Let's that, say that's. I mean, that's a really good trade for. I think that gets it done, right? I try to sneak it in with like one, one, one eleven. I would say you don't have one eleven. You know, yeah. So I mean, I I think it's worth it. I would do. I would give Mac Jones and a mid first all day for Deshaun Watson, and be very happy walking away from that trade, going, "Wow, my team is better now." Let me ask you this: So, in a couple leagues where my teams didn't work out, I have like pick one hundred two, but I do have Mac Jones on those teams. Would you trade one hundred two, like an early pick, and Mac Jones for Deshaun Watson? I'd rather not. That's that's not the type of trade I'm trying to do. So. I think you can do something more creative in that scenario. I would not do that trade. I think that top top three draft picks are a special kind of gold that you don't want to sell most of the time. I would look to first trade down in that league 
and add the couple of first rounders. Really so squeeze the value. Want to tra- trade up to one three, and even if I get one oh seven plus your first next year or some other deal, I cannot. I think I can squeeze more juice out of that berry than <laughs> than that deal. And then if I can't get the deal done on Watson, I'm still okay with. All right, but I made a fair trade for my 103. I got 107. I got 109. I feel good about it. Let me figure something out. I'm, I'm trying to squeeze that berry a little hard. I don't like to overpay. Another trade target that I wanted to talk about because I, I just I want to get your initial reaction when I say this, and then I want to talk through it. I want to see if – well, let me see where you land. Do you think Travis Etienne is a top 12 running back in fantasy for the rest of his career? Wow, that's a really big ask right there. Um, no, I, I don't think we have any knowledge to say that he'll be a top 12 for his career guy. Um, I do think that for next year, he's probably, and he's definitely in the dynasty conversation for a top 10 sort of running back that you're taking in your dynasty. League. I, I don't think that locks him in to a career of excellence. Hey, listen, play a snap in the NFL before I you know, anoint well, you into the Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, that's what I mean, though. I mean, like, are we? Do you think that he belongs being drafted in the top twelve running backs in dynasty this startup season? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, mainly because Robinson is hurt, um, but you know, and and because there aren't that many great running backs, I I, 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 I probably I might have him just outside my top. Stop there. Robinson is hurt; needs to be underlined. Most dynasty players know this, but just in case, James Robinson is not only hurt, he had an Achilles tear in the last month of the season. He is, uh, my guess is, I know we saw Cam Akers come back, but he didn't look great, Cam Akers, and we can get into his ADP in a minute. That. Right, because he's a, there There are, uh, Cam Akers in a second. So Travis Etienne presumably is going to be at least the 1A satellite pass-catching running back uh, that they drafted with high pedigree. New coaching staff. This coaching staff didn't draft him, but you know the GM is still there. Nobody likes him. Uh, yeah, I mean the up. You talk about upside. Upside's undeniable. I mean, in early best ball, just switching to best ball for a second. Travis Etienne's a third round pick. That's criminal. I mean, if we're talking about drafting upside, especially in contests that are heavy, Travis Etienne belongs ahead of Nick Chubb, right? I mean, someone that has like if you're talking about just upside alone. Yeah, I mean, he's got the upside. You loved him as a player. I remember very well coming out of college and and. Listen, the fantasy football community, we don't care about what you did in college. It's too late. Now, all you've shown me is that you got hurt and you never played a snap and you did me nothing last year. So we don't know. I think rightfully a player like that does drop down and I think it's correct. But the other thing is, again, he's on a really bad franchise and running backs on bad franchises. You know, that's a kryptonite for me. You know, I stay away from it. I know like it's that it's the swift uh, dilemma, but Swift was good for fantasy. He was fine, but I still, I still, you know, I, I just don't like running backs on losing teams. But he Swift plays a role that it doesn't it, harm. And, and so doesn't does ETN sort of the same role? He's the, He's the pass catching, yeah. yeah. So, so he plays a role that maybe it doesn't hurt that bad that his team stinks. Um, but also, you know, hey, Cam Akers came back from an Achilles like like three weeks later. So at some point, <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> like, no yeah. Time. Well, so he's my number one trade target. So you're, you know, we're going to go back and forth here. And I think that our conversation highlights why he is a trade target, that there's going to be seven of uh, seven members of your 12 team league that are dubious of him that are unsure. I mean, last year he was, you know, he was e- it, before the injury, he was going in, you know, Right after Najee Harris, he was a top three, top four super flex pick. Uh, nobody would have blinked at you if you ta- if you took him 
two overall. He's still that same player. He's playing with his college quarterback. Things couldn't have gone worse in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, I mean, he's, you know, he's not a, a, a weight on the ankle of running backs. I mean, the, the environment should get better. I think that if you offered someone your 105, and just if you want to talk about rookie picks, they would snap call that and do that in a second for Travis Etienne. And if you want to get creative and say, hey, Here's Derek. Uh, here's Derek Henry. Give me Travis Etienne. That's a conversation for Dynasty. I mean, in redraft, we know that's not a conversation. But if you're a team that and you and you like Travis Etienne, you liked his prospect profile, trade away. A, a, don't be afraid to trade away a good veteran for him. All right. Who's your second trade target? Did you have one in mind, or if not, I have a whole list of them I can ask you about. I, I was going to give you some some. Um sell targets but um yeah no these could be trade away targets yeah. too by the way when i say top five trade targets these are not just acquire trades these could be trade away because you see the value falling 18 months from now yes so uh, I'm, I'm going the opposite way and i'm i'm looking to trade away christian mccaffrey right now and i i am not down on mccaffrey i i don't i don't believe that for example the fact that he's been hurt the last two years means he's definitely going to be hurt for the rest of his career he's never going to make it um, but you told me something the other day that really stuck with me, which is Chris McCaffrey continues to go number two or number three, um, overall Dude, number, number two or number one. There's someone that took him over Jonathan Taylor. And we're talking about redraft. Obviously this is a dynasty conversation. Yes. His value has, is solidified. People still think it's Christian McCaffrey. So continue on. Yeah. And that's the thing you want to take advantage of. So I love Christian McCaffrey. Give me the right price. But if I can extract a Christian McCaffrey style deal for him right now, that's a guy I would want to get. And when I say a Christian McCaffrey level deal, I'm talking about if I'm still getting three first rounders as my well, value back. I actually have a Christian McCaffrey trade I did the other day. So I can give you a real Ooh, example. I like it. All right. But, okay. but you know what I'm saying? If you're yep. getting. Do you want me to tell you what the trade was so yeah, you can evaluate it? Yeah. So this was a month ago, right? This was like week 17 of the, you know, the regular season. I traded away Christian McCaffrey and my second round pick, and I got Jamar Chase and the guy's first round pick. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's not a bad deal. I mean, that's a great deal. You got three first rounders, um, more than about three. You got four first rounders back, essentially Jamar Chase being three plus another one, but I gave away McCaffrey and McCaffrey three first round and second that that, first of all, that's a perfect trade. Yeah, but which side of that would you rather be on for Dynasty? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the side that you're on. I like the yeah, side that I like that you got the first. I hope it's a high first. Remember, I'm a big differentiate between high first and low first. They were both mid-round first. They were like, I, I acquired like 109 and I gave away like 211. You know, it was like, you know, negligible. All right. I, I, I wish the first was a little higher than 109. I'm like, okay. I want to be in the top five. But overall, I think it's a great trade because you got the super young, exciting um, wide receiver who's got a 10-year career ahead of him. Listen, McCaffrey's irreplaceable when he's healthy and playing. It's not a win-now decision, but it didn't hurt your team either because a chase is going to help your team right now, and hopefully that pick will be good. Yeah, so if you're watching live on the stream and you want to put who your favorite trade targets in, in the chat, that's fine too. We'll do our best to get to them, but we're talking about trade targets. I'm here with the geek from DFS Army and the Sharp app. We're talking about dynasty trade targets, and the next uh, player that I have on here on my list it's you're you're gonna hate this one but hear me out so juju smith schuster is a player that i was thinking about in dynasty leagues and i kind of just pushed him to the side i heard um nate nate lists over at player profile talking about him on his podcast the other day on the sonic truth podcast and it, it 
I, it reinvigorated that because you know I've always been a longtime Juju fan, yeah. uh, you know, but the price now is just he's like wide receiver fifty in startup drafts. I mean, he's you you don't even want to know the players he's going after. Like nobody wants him. He is a free agent. He's free to sign anywhere. Now you know, last year before he went back to Pittsburgh, he was flirting with Kansas City. Byron Pringle and those guys, they're not, I don't think they locked in the contract. So let's, let's just talk for a second that he goes into an optimal situation. Let's say he goes to Kansas city. Are you now interested in buying or, you know, trading for Juju Smith Schuster uh, ahead of free agency right now? Does that get you, I mean, if you, would you trade like your two Oh eight form right now? I love the call. I love, I love the thought on Juju Smith Schuster and especially I love that he's cheap, Right. Super this is not a situation. You don't even have to pay probably to you, you're yeah, very late second round or two eleven. I would know all these. Do you not take a guess how old he is? He can't be more than 24, 25. You nailed it, brother. You nailed it. Yeah, That's yeah. He's so young, young in dynasty. Yeah, people don't remember he came out of like college at like at 20 or something. He was really young. Yes. And and um, I love that call. I'm gonna give you another one in a second, but um, yes. as far as Juju goes. Yeah, what if he goes to the Chiefs? What if he goes to any team that will use him even as a WR2? What if he's a useful player? Because right now, the owner of Juju Smith-Schuster, he's miserable. Okay, it's been he years. He wants out. He, he wants, wants out. out. He's like, this guy stinks. Um, you know, Ben's gone. What's going to happen? That's a great time to pounce. And as a matter of fact, even better than um, my, my favorite way of acquiring players like that isn't even to give a straight second. It's to have him be the throw-in piece in a larger trade where somebody's trying to do a deal with you and you're like, you know what? All right, just give me Juju also and we'll call it a deal. You know, you just have him be the throw-in piece. Never let your opponent know that you're actually interested in Juju. You're like, it's a trade for Deshaun, but, you know, I'll give him my first. I'll give it Trevor Lawrence, but you throw in Juju Smith-Schuster. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad because I saw your initial reaction because, you know, you and I have been talking about Juju for a while, but it's not hating the player. It's hating the price. The price, I mean, he is now, when you, you know, like, remember when we used to go, when it had record stores, CD stores, and you'd walk in and it'd be that big basket of dollar cassette tapes or CDs or whatever era you came from. And you'd be like, oh my God, I love this group. I'll buy them for a dollar. I mean, that's basically where he is right now. And you know, the minute he signs with a, the team with a good quarterback, he's going to shoot into the top 36 dynasty receivers only because of his age and, and narrative street. Absolutely. All right. You're up, yeah. man. Who's another, who's your next dynasty trade target. Here's a gross name. It, kind of right. You're going to almost recoil a little bit, but then um, you're going to be like, Oh, wait a second. How about Michael Thomas, New Orleans saints? I'm with you. One? I'm, I'm with you. I love this call. Keep okay. going. Listen, the Michael Thomas owner is beyond sick of it. This guy has been a disappointment machine for years, right? Um, but 30 years old, by the way, he'll be 30 when the season older, starts. Don't have pay much. The beauty of this is you ain't paying a lot. This, this works in your favor, by the way. This works what, in your favor. No, I mean, this is, uh, hey, the type of track. I was happy to get rid of Michael Thomas last year because he was still valued very highly. First round pick. You actually sold some Michael Thomas shares for first round pick last year before the, oh, no, he's missing the full season information came out. And, and by the way, I, I regret that in some leagues and other leagues I was happy. And the leagues I was happy in, it wasn't even my doing. It wasn't like, like I sold Michael Thomas, right? And I ended up getting Jalen Waddle. Hey, great, right? But in most of my leagues, yeah. I landed on garbage. You know, yeah. like it, it just, it failed miserably. Michael, Michael Thomas is, first of all, in your startup dynasty, he's like there in like the 10th round. He's there forever. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's wide receiver. I think he's wide receiver 24 seven right now 
Is he? Oh, he's even in, in startups. So yeah, very late. Uh, very late. That's got to be round seven or eight. No, you're I right have... about that. I'm looking it up as I'm talking to you to make sure because yeah, again, I'm I'm not using like there forever. Right? He's old. He's everything you don't really love in Dynasty, but you're getting him for a very again. He's borderline now a throw-in piece to some other bigger trade or a very late second rounder. And you know what's going to happen if he does come back, which he's supposed to, right? You know, it's been a couple of years. There is risk that this guy never plays football again. Don't get me wrong. But if he was back and playing, he'd, he'd be a f- top 12 season-long pick. Like, he's a top 12 pick in your regular um, redraft league. So right, you, you want to hear this? He went guy, the, dude, he went the 11th round yeah, there of you go. my that's startup. I, that's more what I thought. Like, you're basically getting him for a third round value in your dynasty startup draft. And, and that means you could trade like a prospect for him as well. I'm trying to think of the perfect, like Van Jefferson for Michael Thomas. No one's going to do that. No one's going to do that. Straight Th- up. This is, this is what you'd have to do to get Michael Thomas. Like this is what you'd have to lock in. Like here's, here's some of the young prospects that went right around him. Okay. Like I guess Odell before he started, he's not a prospect, but Rondell Moore went the pick after him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I would take Michael Thomas. Yes. But EJ Shark. Um, Michael I'm, Thomas for me. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I, I was thinking like if you really wanted Michael Thomas, you could trade the upside of Kadarius Tony. I know you're going to think that's too heavy of a cost. You'd probably rather have Tony. Am I right? Yeah. I think, I think Kadarius Tony, I, I, I probably sticking with him a little bit. He does, he looked great. I'm, I'm keeping Kadarius, but those type of guys, you're in the that's, right. You're, yeah, you're in the, that's, that's the zone. Yeah. You're in the zone there of, you know, you could, you're getting him for cheap. That's the whole point. And w- when he plays and if he plays, I mean, Allen Robinson's probably going ahead of him. And they they went back to back. And okay, I was going to yeah. say, I was like, you know, really bad guy. How about Corey Davis for Michael Thomas right now? Do the, the, prob- the problem is you got to find a, a player that at least finished strong. Cause as much as dynasty players like to think we're long-term thinkers, we suffer from the more recency bias than the freaking redraft players. Cause the redraft players at least forget over the course of the season, we play all year round. So however the player did in the last five, six weeks, I mean, think about Kadarius Tony's value. If he would have done what he, that 200 yard game or whatever the heck it was, if it happened in week 18, He'd be like a top 12, top 15, top 18 player. So I, I like the call about Michael Thomas, but I, and what I really like about it is get him now. Cheap. You, yes. And it's, you know, don't be afraid. Like I would trade pick 111 for Michael Thomas. If mm-hmm. I was a, a winning team and I had, you know, and I didn't like what I see at the end of these, the, those rookie drafts. I'm okay, especially if you get some good news uh, on him. I mean, I saw you shake your head. No, you think no, that's no, cheap. not the first rounder. Remember, yeah, no. just having the one in front of that pick. So like 2-1, one, one, you would, but 1-12, two, one, two, one, maybe, right? But you never give up your ones because the first rounder is so psychologically uh, valuable leading up to the draft. You, you don't want to give that up. You can get Michael Thomas for a mid-second right. rounder. You don't want to give up right. anything with a one in front of it. Yeah, the geek makes a good point here because for if you want uh, a proven veteran and you have pick 111, 112 in your rookie draft, just wait till you're on the clock and you'll get Keenan Allen. No problem. Like he's yours and he's playing with Justin Herbert. He's going to be productive for the next two seasons. No problem. All right. All right. So the next player I want to talk to you about is what kind of confidence do you have in Calvin Ridley for Dynasty? Are you, if he is going to be undervalued, and I've seen some drafts, he's going like right now, like wide receiver 15. <sighs> No. I, I I'm getting rid of Calvin Ridley, age 27. 
I'm not, you know, he already stepped away from the game once. That could absolutely happen again. The speculation that Calvin Ridley will come back and will be a player in the NFL is literally pure speculation. He is way riskier than any other player. I wouldn't touch, I would be selling Calvin Ridley everywhere. I sold him last year. I could not understand why people are doing deals. There is, we, what are we, there is a, there is a hubris to be, to these people. What do you, who are you to know that this man will ever play football? He stepped away from the game. He didn't have an injury. He didn't say, I'm coming back next year. I'm just taking some time. You know, the guys who step away from football for whatever was going on with him, you don't, what? Hell no. You, yeah. that, you stay away from that. A, cannot be trusted. B, he might not ever play again. Might not ever play again. So at the 40 minute mark here, I'm just going to, we're just going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsor. We're back. YouTube audience, you never had to leave us. That was for the audio, uh, for the podcast audio uh, audience. Right there. I've got a, I, I thought again about Michael Tom before we move on. How about Hunter Renfro? Oh, you're, you're, you're jumping the gun Tom here. You're right taking now. the job as host. I, Hunter Renfro is next on the list. All right. So Hunter Renfro, are you, are you, are you looking to trade for Hunter Renfro? Is he a top trade target for you? Or are you looking to trade away Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro is my ammunition to ah. buy players. He is not my, my trade target. I'm looking to sell Hunter Renfro. Exactly as you said, fantasy football players, they only remember what happened the last three weeks of the season for some reason or the last six weeks. Hunter Renfro is only good because they had no other wide receivers on the Raiders. And when I say no other wide receivers, I don't mean like there's a couple of scrubby guys on the team that were there running around. I'm talking about it was Hunter Renfro and nothing. They yeah, had bro. one person to throw to. And they were and throwing a Zay Jones a lot. Right? I mean, Zay, by the way, Zay did me good in the playoffs. Listen, yes. Zay Jones, I got love for Zay. But uh, we saw hey, wait, Hunter Renfro here because I'm going to make the yeah. counter case once you're done. No Renfro for me. I am out on Hunter Renfro. Allen Robinson goes to that team. He becomes the mm-hmm. WR1. Hunter Renfro, uh, 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 what's his name? Darren Waller gets healthy. Hunter Renfro becomes third and Renfro again. Six receptions, 60 yards, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Okay. Okay, this is this is the case for Hunter Renfro, and I'll tell you. And again, I, I think the dynasty market agrees with you, man. He is going we'll late in these drafts. Um, I'm trading for Hunter Renfro, and I actually would probably and, and him versus Michael Thomas is it's such an interesting case because you're talking about a Hall of Fame fantasy player, someone that I mean, he had a Cooper Cup esque season in him, banked already. So it, it's hard to forget that. But this is why I like Hunter Renfro. And I put him on a, a buy video that I had. One, because he's undervalued. Some some dynasty players are valuing him properly. I tried to get him from a, a sharp dynasty player in one of my leagues. And he wanted pick 110 for him. I wasn't good. Even though I think it's worth it, I wasn't no. paying him. But here, let me, t- let me give you the, the couple bullet points. Was Hunter Renfro has been underrated every step of the way. I mean, if you think about his time with Deshaun Watson at Clemson, he caught that game-winning touchdown national television. He still got no respect. Josh McDaniels now is taking over as the head coach. I mean, it's hard not to make the comparison between Hunter Renfro and Julian Edelman, right? And Wes Welker, the slot guy that's crafty, that Derek Carr, who's, you know, obviously a very poor man's version of Tom Brady, trusts already. Think in PPR leagues, uh, they already have that connection. I'm not saying he's going to finish his wide receiver 10 like he did this year again, but right now you're getting him for wide receiver 34 price. And I think that, it's reasonable to expect Hunter Renfro could easily slot back into a top 15, top 18 wide receiver. I understand the skepticism though. So does any yeah, of that I mean, get you interested again? You've got no, because you just 
went crazy with with the values here. First, we're talking, hey, I, I, I'm kind of thinking about a late first. And then we said he's wide receiver 36. And, th and that's the thing. Wide receiver 36 on ADP. Yes, but that's where you need to be at. So, no, I'm selling Hunter Renfro number one because, again, as much I think the, the Josh uh, McDaniels, Wes Welker talk is speculation. And the reality is Hunter Renfro is a guy we've seen for many years. He plays a role very similar to Wes Welker. Very similar. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Super white. I get it. No, but that's not really what I meant. I just it, meant the I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. They're, they're, the the, the non-athletic. We know, we know that role. Wayne Corbett yeah. invented it. I'm from, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. I know Wayne Corbett. Yeah. He invented that. Wayne right? Corbett did invent that role. But he was, Wayne Corbett, uh, old school jet, was, he was able to go deep too, wasn't he? Uh, I listen, he was great. I love Corbett, but, but, um, no. Renfro. you want to sell these guys off of their best season of their yeah, life. That they'll never replicate. I'm a seller. I want to get that late first round value that you just said you'd kind of assign to him, even though when, when, when the money's on the line and you're on the clock, you never push the Renfro button until, you know, he, your WR three spot is, is starting to run out. Um, so that's what, that's what I'm doing with Hunter Renfro. Okay. Now, you, um, you're, and by the way, that's totally fair. And I've had a couple people on this podcast that have all taken your position. So it just seems like the Rotowire Dynasty podcast is, is now known as the Alan Sislowski arguing for Hunter Renfro podcast. Yeah, no more. I, I, <laughs> it's what it seems like. You know? I, I want to throw one at you here. Well, um, hold on. I was, I got, I got, we'll get, we'll get back to your, yeah. your next guy. So, uh, the, what I was really curious about is there's a lot of really, um, sharp fantasy analysts that are pushing back against Jalen Waddle's ADP. He's wide receiver nine in ADP in best ball drafts. He's locked in third round pick. Uh, everyone, you know, a lot of people I've listened to think that's too expensive. I think that's right on. I mean, I happily plunked down for him in the third round of best ball. And I'm certainly valuing him as a top 12 wide receiver. I loved what I saw from him last year that he was, he hasn't even unlocked his deep game yet. It was all short stuff. Uh, where are you on Jalen Waddle? Are you okay with him as a top 12 wide receiver? Oh, yeah. I love Jalen Waddle. I am on the Jalen Waddle bandwagon all day. I don't understand who's arguing against it. I would make an argument that Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase Ooh. are are not clearly differentiated enough for me to say, wow, yeah, Jalen Waddle is definitely worse than Jamar Chase. What? Why? I like I don't that I don't I don't agree with that. I I I have not signed off on that declaration. I no one no one interviewed me about this. I don't know that I, why isn't Jalen Waddle the best rookie that came out last year? Because Joe Burrow's a little better than Tua? Because it, I I'm not convinced that there's a talent gap here at all. I think yeah. they're the same. I think Waddle might be better. I don't know. And you could say that Waddle, I mean, last year he didn't really have to share the targets with anybody. He had his 10, 12 targets just walking off the bus, right? You know, like he you bank him. Jamar Chase had a lot of like six target games uh when T. Higgins took over. So you could argue that the targets, and I mean, maybe the Dolphins will add somebody. I think they have a, a good amount of cap space. And it, but it's I, I think that you're gonna talk about the high target floor, even if those are two targets. Um before we uh, we get into the next trade target, you know what I was I usually ask people this in the beginning of podcasts, but you know I want to talk a little dynasty strategy before we get back to the trade targets. What do you think your superpower is in dynasty? What do you think your edge is? What do you do better than than most people when it comes to dynasty being a dynasty player? Uh, all right, so I think for me, my my biggest edge is I'm very comfortable looking at longer term, uh, understanding the long term. I'm a patient player. And if I'm sensing, see, I think some people aren't very good at this. I am. 
Me. Um, if uh, you, me, we have off air discussions <laughs> all the time about this and how to correct what you're doing, but you're in leagues with me. I don't care to lose. Right. But at the same time, I want to fix it. So I'm very patient. If I look at my team and I really don't think that it's a winner now, I'm very comfortable taking a longer term view. I'm looking to, for example, in my draft, a lot of times I'm looking to trade down a few spots. I'm always looking for future draft equity wherever I can. In, in dynasty startups, I love the ones that allow you to trade um, during the draft itself. I am, you You said, oh, geek is up. Oh, you know, everybody. Every, oh, you're a, you're a well-known, you're a well-known clock milker. In I these milk the clock. I try to make a deal every single round. I always want to pick up more draft capital. I always want to pick up more trades. I have a very long-term view, which is why you saw in a lot of our leagues. I took the young quarterbacks. I have a long-term view, and I'm comfortable with a losing team. I don't go crazy on a losing team saying, I need to sell. I got to go New York Knicks, sell Patrick Ewing for a package of garbage you know, in return, and then saddle my team for the next five years with all these trash bags. No. I'm very comfortable saying, you know what? This ain't my year. Let me dump Zeke early for the two first rounders before that's gone. Let me let me get rid of DeAndre Hopkins before the rest of these guys realize he's 29 years old. Let me let me sell on these guys. So I'm very quick to say, you know what? I, I accept reality. I see it and I, I move on. And the other thing that I really strongly believe is working the psychology of the first round pick. You need to work it. You need to understand the difference between 1.11 and 1.2. And half of your, your league, they don't differentiate. They just say first rounder, which is why even when we speak in Dynasty, we talk about, oh, this guy's worth like two firsts. Dude, the, the, two, one high first is worth two low firsts. Well, let's, let's straighten this out. There's a massive difference in valuation based on when you're going to pick that first pick. Yeah, no, that's a really sharp strategy right there. And patience is key. Uh, I definitely don't have it. I don't have the stomach just to to lose. And I understand sometimes your team is just in total disarray. Then yes, you have to pack it in, try to you know wait till the playoff run starts, and then trade some of your veterans away. But you got to make sure you're getting fair value. It's uh, you know I made a mistake uh, in around week thirteen, uh, probably like week nine or ten last year, where I traded away Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs, but I traded him away for what well, I, I you know like a mid round first round pick and then i think it was like nicole hardman or something well it wasn't good i don't think it was a mistake that's a good trade i'd rather have a 24 year old josh jacobs i mean you're not going to get a running back at like 10 you know 110 or something like that that's that's startable that's why that's what the problem with what you just said was yeah i I made a mistake making make but if you had but let's let's flip that trade and say you got 105 this rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit factor I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor, it's the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal, 
pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, eight to nine headache days a month versus six to seven for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. Yeah, Not 110. The, the problem was, I looked at the guy's roster like you suggested, and I said, if I give this guy Josh Jacobs, he's making the playoffs. Yeah, that's always the problem, that when you give the player, they get a little better. So yeah, you're kind of hoping that you get a, a higher first, but then you don't. But that you know that's some of the risks that you take, but... Just value-wise, if that was a 105 or even 106, you'd be like, well, you know, I got rid of Jacobs, but, you know, this is a pretty good running back. Or I got a Javante Williams, you know, yeah. if this was last year. All right. And you know what? I want to I want to ask you about Javante. I'm glad you brought him up. He's yeah. not a trade target because you can't get him. He's too he expensive. He's, but he's one of the best. is he, I, again, I hate to say this, is he a sell target? Everyone, if he's not buy sell. He, I already see in best ball drafts, um, you know, in the redraft format, he's going in the first round. He's going at pick at, on the turn, once you turn. In Dynasty, uh, even in the Rotowire Dynasty Superflex rankings, which, by the way, you can see for free right now, rotowire.com forward slash try. Ooh. Get Rotowire 10 days free. No, no credit. No, yeah, no, no credit card. Just go use your email and your sign up. Uh, but Javante Williams, we have him as the RB four, RB five. I'm starting to think like 
yeah, sure. If there's no other veteran there, but is that too high for this time of the year? Should he be like RB nine, RB ten? Like, can you really take him as the fourth running back over Dalvin Cook in in, in Dynasty? Yeah, most definitely, absolutely, yeah. all day. As a matter of fact, if I have Dalvin Cook, I will trade you right now for Javante Williams. Right. Um, get rid of the age, get the youth. I love Javante Williams. He showed that he has the durability uh, to go through a full season. He's on a team that's run first philosophy, and even if they replace. Melvin Gordon um, with someone. All right, fine. Who are you going to get? Carlos Hyde. Good for you. I trust. Um, I trust Javante. He's going to be a work hard. That's a guy you can't even get. I I borderline would. Yeah, would, you can't get him. There's I, no, I, no one's trading him away. I'm the only idiot who traded him away last year. Uh, it, it, actually, I think I got some good value, but I, it's not good enough. You're to trying talk to about win him. now. The only yeah. reason you trade him away last year is because I, I, I talk about this all the time. If you make a trade for a veteran or a win now player, you better, better win, win the league. I you knew you better say win that. that league. I did not win the league. You blew it. You <laughs> yeah. blew it and you'll never, you know, and it will sting you for a long time. You that's another way you talk about philosophy. You better win now if you trade for win now yeah. players or you're really blowing it for a long time. That is the most dangerous thing you can do in dynasty. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I'm sure some Christian McCaffrey, Javante Williams trades are, are in the win here. Let, um, let me throw you something super relevant to like today. Okay, and the changing dynasty value of one Cam Akers based on one game. That he, by the way, he's watched. he's not changing in my rankings. I've always had him as like the RB like fourteen. I, I know I've seen him as high as like two or three. I wouldn't even smell him in the first I, round and a half. You know, you know. I think there were discussions about oh, which of the you know twenty twenty uh, running backs are the best or the 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 young guys, and you're talking Javante and. And uh, Harris and, and Cam Akers was being thrown into that name pool, right? As, oh, he's one of those guys, like one of these young up and coming running back. Cam Akers dropped. <laughs> I don't know if it's because like this kid was probably going to be a top of the second round pick. Going oh, no, no. Into... He was going in the first round. Like even Jim Coventry, who, you know, we both have a ton of respect for, uh, had a, has his RB3 in his redraft rankings, early redraft rankings. This is what I'm saying. That was the one area where I told him, I said, Jim, I love you. But that, and listen, Jim's sharp. He's, he gets a lot of picks right. But, and he probably will stick with him. I know Jim. No, no, sticks... he won't. He won't. Yeah. Everybody saw the same thing. <laughs> and if he does, it's just out of stubbornness. Listen, what we, what do we see? We see they actually kind of don't, you know, Darrell Henderson's in there getting snaps. Cam Akers not so much great in the passing game that we thought. Certainly the lack of explosiveness was concerning, but hey, I could chalk that up to you try to come back real quick off an Achilles. Yeah. The explosiveness is gone. But but what I can't chalk uh what I can't do is, you know, just pretend my eyes didn't see what they saw, which is a guy that just didn't look that good. And and that definitely if I'm the Rams, I'm the Rams, I'm going, we need a running back. You know, that's if I'm the Rams, I'm thinking we probably need a running back here. Like we have these three guys, but none of them is good enough. Like we would have had an easier time in that Super Bowl if we had a dominant run game. It sucked that we didn't. We really had to put a lot of stress on our quarterback position, on our defense to make it work. We should be a dominant running team and maybe these guys aren't them. You know, one of one of the areas of my running back rankings that I'm having trouble, you know, kind of fleshing out. I've changed it a bunch of times for Dynasty, and now the players are into startups. I really need to stabilize my rankings. Is there's a couple players you could just just pick one of them you want to talk about. It's Devin Singletary's strong finish versus Saquon Barkley's poor finish. 
I mean, they're both, I mean, it, obviously Saquon Barkley is this mega prospect. Uh, everything went wrong. Uh, Leonard Fournette is in that area as well. Barkley's at the top of the heap. I wouldn't put him in there. So just pick which one or touch on each one quickly with the last couple of minutes here. Those three guys I'm having trouble ranking in Dynasty. I mean, Saquon Barkley is ahead of the other two, and it's not Definitely. even close. I don't even think it's a discussion. You think he'll be I, traded this offseason with the last year of his contract? He, he might be. You know, listen, we don't know. Right. Giants, weird team. They stink all the time. Hate running backs on terrible teams. Hate running backs on terrible teams. But the risk with Devin Singletary is that he hasn't solidified I'm the starter for 2022. I don't Not know. Not for 2022, gonna... but he kind of did the last six weeks, including great. the playoff. Yeah. He, listen, Devin Singletary's role with the team changed. And it was a palpable change. A, they ran the football more. They changed their philosophy. You right. never saw the Bills run 20 uh, times a game. They just weren't doing that for two year, three years. So it was really interesting to see that But and, and accept it. All right, the, the Bills are doing something different now. They're going to go with one guy. I love that. But listen, Devin Singletary, all we know is that maybe Moss isn't very good. And so they're like, hey, listen, we can't, we can't keep rolling the turds out here. We got to put the one guy who's got a little bit of life in him. But... I could definitely see the Bills drafting a running back in the third round, and now forget it. All all hands are off to the 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 Giants are not drafting. Uh, if the Giants draft a running back in the third round, they're they're trading. Like, yeah, Barkley to the Bills is, is an easy thing to see. I know our friend Mark Stopa was talking about it. I see it now, uh, widespread. You know the easy connections because the the Giants have the Bills ex coach and they have uh, offensive coordinator and they have his ex GM. There's obviously a connection there. The, the Bills definitely need a running back. It makes a lot of sense, being that this is the last year of Barkley's contract. If you can get you know some sort of draft compensation that makes you happy for him, you, you might see him go. Um, last, uh, You know what? I, we'll save for another time. I'll have you back because I don't want this thing to go on and on and on. But every week, I just want to remind everyone that every week we're doing a new Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast. You could subscribe to the Rotowire Fantasy Football feed, and we're doing one on Monday. And then Mario and John will have a, a an update, rookie update on Thursday. So there's two podcasts a week coming out every week, free. Uh, if you want to see Rotowire's Dynasty Superflex rankings and all of our premium content, go to rotowire.com forward slash try. It's right there on the screen or in the video description link below. And I also want to uh, take a minute here to really uh, emphasize our guests, Kevin the Geek um, from DFS Army. If you are a DFS player, I, I you need to go over to DFS Army and check out their content too. So just you know, start with, because you're going to hear to promote DFS Army. You're here to promote the Sharp app, the two things you're working on. You're not here for your health. You love talking about yeah. Dynasty, but we are here to promote your products as well. So tell everyone quickly about the two uh, flagship products that you run, that you invented, that you started, and why they should go over and consider subscribing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a different philosophy over at DFS Army compared to any other site that's giving you daily fantasy sports advice because we're a community and it's very one-on-one. -on -one. We're, we're very much teaching the approach to daily fantasy sports across every sport. One, the way I put DFS Army together is I actually went out and I found the best um, individuals, the best projection guys, the best um, players for specific sports. And we gathered them together and said, hey, you know, you're really great at NASCAR. You're really amazing at NBA projection models. Let's let's bring in together. You'll do this. So we've built these tools um, for specifically for players by players. Everything in our tools from our opt uh, from our domination station optimizer to our um, research stations. They're designed is, by DFS players. There is is there a way? 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Is there a way they could sample it? Do you guys offer anything like where they can get it for free for like a little bit? Just to, because I know once when I tell someone to go over there and try it, and they go over they then they sign up. Usually, it's like the same thing with Rotowire. Once they get it for free, they're like, okay, I'll just, now you, I'm just usually try. when people come into the community, it starts like we have a lot of specials. We have a free month deal on the website. So if you look, right, at go the, to dfsarmy.com yeah, then and yep. click on the free month tab, and there's there's ways to get a free month of DFS Army. We, we, we do a lot of promos. We're doing a NASCAR promotion right now. So right now, if you go to DFS Army, there's a there's a um, there's a banner on the front page for NASCAR Daytona's next week. NASCAR is our best overall sport. Hmm. Everybody in the DFS industry knows DFS Army dominates NASCAR above all. Now it's not the most popular sport; it's a niche, but well, you can it's make some money, man. Best. It's yeah. always great to be the best at something. Everybody knows it across the, you know, people from all the sites. They come to DFS Army for NASCAR. The season's starting now, so we have a half off thing going for that. Um, we have and our VIP, which covers every sport, every site, coaching, tools, everything. Go check it out, of course, yep. DFSarmy.com. And you heard us talking about the Sharp app, his other pet project uh, in the beginning of the podcast. All the links will be in the video description below to go sign up and Appreciate check that it. out for there. Uh, certainly go follow him on Twitter, at DFS Army. Uh, at F football geek is his personal Twitter. He loves to interact. He loves to mix it up. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week with another dynasty fantasy football podcast every Monday from here until July. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform, supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond Gary easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.